Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hey, welcome back to another episode in Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea, and I am here today with Suzanne Ross, and I'm really excited to talk to her. Suzanne was born in Mount Shasta. I have a friend who lives out there, so this always bring, makes it more personal for me. And from an early age, Suzanne was able to see beyond the veil. She was nicknamed Susie Sunshine because she has such a bright light. She began her working career in corporate, but soon found herself quite miserable. She came to a point of absolute desperation and sought higher guidance. This led to a literal awakened experience on a mountaintop (laughs) that drastically changed the course of her life. In that moment, she was merged with her higher self and aligned with her true calling in the field of wellness and spirituality. She has since dedicated her life to offering services, books, events, and conscious media, all designed to improve one's well-being and to inspire and empower people with a spiritual focus. Suzanne is the author of the UP Trilogy and has created an internet network called SciSpy.tv. That's S-C-I-S-P-I.tv, if you're scrambling to write that down. And it now has seven channels and 25 shows. She offers services as a psychic intuitive and spiritual counselor. And she also hosts major events in Sedona, featuring world-renowned speakers, authors, and global thought leaders. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Sophia. I am just delighted to be here today. I'm so excited to have you with me. You, you feel like such a spiritual sister to me. And we've got... S- what I want to say, so many parallel life purposes. And so it's always a pleasure to be able to bring someone forward who's doing the same sorts of things that I'm doing and to share the the brightness of my audience with your audience and vice versa. And it's just whew, makes me feel good. Yes, I love to connect with other spiritually inspired goddesses, and it's so much fun to bring in the divine feminine, and of course, I love our soul brothers too, but it's wonderful to connect the spiritual community at large through shows like yours, Sophia, so thank you very much for doing that. Oh, and thank you for the work that you're doing. You have an event coming up in Sedona that we will talk about later on in the show, But before we get to all of that, and before we get to the amazing spiritual being that you are right now, tell me a little bit about where you were before you had that mountaintop moment. Take me back to the checking off the bike, off the the boxes kind of muggle lifestyle. (laughs) That is so perfect, checking off the boxes. Isn't that true? Yes, like many, many others in the 1980s, I went for a degree in business because at that time, business was booming and everyone was getting a business degree. And although it's not really what I felt inside, I always felt called to go into psychology or even sociology. But I pursued the business degree and 
Then I married a successful corporate executive. And before I knew it, I was wearing my little suits and carrying my briefcase and just thought I was on top of the world with all of this success. And check and check and check and check. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't long before I was living in the big house with a Porsche in the garage and a pool out back and finding myself miserable. For me, Zofia, the American dream became an American nightmare as I just found the corporate life to be filled with so much mean-spirited politics, really unreasonable work demands. It wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't gratifying. And I just felt this void inside of me. I walked down to the kitchen one morning and I just said, there has to be more meaning and purpose to life than this, than waking up, fighting brutal traffic, going to work, fighting brutal politics, just mm-hmm. to go fight the traffic again, come home, eat, go to bed, get up and do it all over again. Exactly. So and you I can said pay to for myself, the mortgage in the car that, that motivate all of this that you don't get to enjoy. That is so true. <laughs> right. The big house, the nice car, and all the debt. <laughs> yes, I've got all the toys, and I've got to work to pay the bills <laughs> to support them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. One morning, I literally said, if there's no more meaning and purpose to life than this, I'm out of here. This is not you know, what I signed up for in this lifetime, and there's just got to be more. And the phone rang. About that time, it was my parents calling from the desert of Southern California, and they said, hey, we bought a beautiful vacation home out here. Why don't you come visit? My corporate job had led me to the East Coast, although I was born in California and I was raised on the beaches of Southern California. So moving to New York and New Jersey was a shock. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's like, really different pace of life. I've, I've been in both places, so I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Uh, Right. And at the time it was December and it was blizzarding and harsh and freezing. So a vacation in the sunny desert felt like exactly what I needed. So I did. I hopped on a plane and I took a two week vacation. And when I got to the airport, my father picked me up and I started to drive. Can I pause you for just a moment? Yes. What what was, how was this discontent with your life showing up in your body, in your physicality when you got to this morning where it was like, oh my God, if this is it, I I have to just leave. Thanks for asking that. Yes, I was being rushed to the hospital for anxiety attacks. I had eczema all over my skin. In fact, I had open wounds on my shins because of the eczema was so bad. My hair was literally falling out in clumps and I had respiratory problems as well as urinary tract problems. I was underweight, undernourished, sleep deprived, you name it. This was killing me being so misaligned with my true calling and true path. Yeah. It generally does show up for people in a very physical way when when you're really going down a road that doesn't work for you. So I really wanted to understand how that showed up for you. So it was really with a sigh of relief that you got this call to take yourself out to the desert, I imagine. 
Yes. And dropping down into this desert valley and seeing all these palm trees swaying in the wind and the beautiful blue skies and the bright shining sun, I felt I had come home. Mm-hmm. I really felt I had come home. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, I rediscovered fun and the sun and laughter and joy and the love of spending time with my family. These are all things I hadn't experienced in a long time. And then uh, one more. Define a long and- time. Was this five years? Was this 25 years? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to say it was about seven years. Okay. Because I moved, I spent about seven years on the East Coast. And over that time, because of the work demands, I couldn't even take a break to go visit my family, except maybe for a couple days over Christmas. Yeah. You know, um, and my sister had been in the war in the Gulf and I hadn't seen her in 10 years. And she had just come home from the war in the Gulf at the time I went out to the desert. Yeah. So it it had been a long dry spell without family, hadn't it? (laughs) Yes. So back, back into your story, your dad was picking you up at the airport and then I rudely interrupted you. (laughs) No, no, it's just fine. Yeah. No, I just, as we were dropping into this desert valley, I felt like I'd come home and just was having so much fun enjoying love and laughter and joy and dancing and singing. And I mean, we were riding our bikes and hiking and it was just wonderful. But toward the end of that two weeks, I woke up one morning in a sheer panic that my vacation was coming to an end and I was going to have to return to my life in hell. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, return to hell. <laughs> Your day passes. Return to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And on that morning, I just felt called to run to the mountain behind their house. And I threw on my shoes and I just took off running. And as I was running, tears were streaming down my face. And I ran to the top of this mountain And when I got to the top, I just threw my arms up to the sky and I said, I am miserable in the extreme and I see no way out. And in that moment, I just felt this sense of calm wash over me. And this voice just resonated within me and all around me. And it said, can't you see you've come home? You will stay here and heal yourself and many others. And, and I just got a bunch I of goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always get goosebumps even just repeating it because that's exactly what happened. In fact, I felt this, it was as if the air around me was embracing me. And there was this bright white light that flashed all around me. And I stood in this light and this voice came out of the light and it was a deep booming voice. Can't you see you've come home? You will stay here and heal yourself and many others. And when I came to and the light faded and I found myself looking out over this desert landscape, I just knew that was the absolute truth for me that the truth had been spoken, that I would become a healer in the desert. And in that knowing, I just felt all of that anxiety and fear and depression melt away. And it was replaced by 
excitement and enthusiasm over my new life in the desert as a healer. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. And if it were Hollywood, they would kind of fade out and happily ever after. (laughs) But it's usually a tiny bit more challenging than that. So what was your next step once you came down off the mountaintop? What were you guided to next? Unbelievably, Zofia, I just ran down that mountain. And I am telling you, the person that ran up that mountain, the one who ran down was a higher version of myself. I was healed instantly of all of these physical ailments. And all of that anxiety was replaced by enthusiasm. I was healthy and vital and well. And over the next two weeks, I really felt as if I was being guided around by this invisible force. And there was this voice in my head. And the voice was giving me instructions about what to do. And at times, I felt like I was floating above myself and looking down and watching myself go through these motions. That morning, I was called to get dressed, drive down to the local five-star resort, walk in the door, and tell them that I was there to apply for a job in health and wellness. They led me right to human resources, and the gal said, oh, you must be responding to the ad for a health and wellness director. (laughs) Sort of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. If that's the way you perceive it, yes. (laughs) Without asking any questions, just getting to know me, who was I as a person? What was my interest in health and wellness? I had always been very active and very much into exercise and running and health and fitness and nutrition. But of course, that wasn't my daily job. But I did have the business background and I was hired. I was hired on the spot and they said, can you start in two weeks? And what came out of my mouth was sure, absolutely. And they said, welcome to the family. Trust. I, I love that because it's not like you were a total free agent in that moment, right? You were still married. You still had a life that you had to clean up back east. Yes. Before we talk about that, I want to ask you, the voice that you heard in your head, okay, because we all have voices in our head that we typically refer to as the ego. How is your ego voice different from this other voice? It comes from a core knowing. It doesn't come from the chatter of the mind that says you're still not good enough yet. All of this self-doubt You can't do that. That doesn't make any sense. You're limited. You can't just quit everything and become what you dream of. (laughs) You have to follow what society expects of you. Self-doubt, self-doubt, self-doubt. The voice that comes from spirit is unlimited. It's inspiring. It's empowering. It tells you that you are magnificent and divine and you can do, be, and have anything you desire. Follow your heart and everything will work out just fine. And what, what is the, what do I want to say? When the spiritual voice arrives, when the higher power voice arrives in your mind, 
how does that feel different to you? How does your body respond? How do you receive it that's different? I feel fluid. I feel fluid. I feel light as a feather. I feel like anything is possible. And I feel encouraged and supported and confident. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> sit with that for a second. Because it's nice to let that sort of thing sink in. And I like to hear how other people experience that because we all experience it a little bit differently. But I think it helps us in our own path and sorting out our own stuff to hear how other people are going through that as well and how that experience plays out for them. So now that we've explored that, let's go back to, well, maybe we're not going to go all the way back, but you had some, uh, you had some loose ends to clean up on the East coast. So how did all that play out? <laughs> yes, I literally started work in two weeks in the desert because I just went home and I said, I'm starting a new life out in the desert. And it, it was easy. It was easy. My I'm husband fine. acquiesced. I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was never home. He traveled around the world. His career was really the most important thing in his life. We stayed friends. It really wasn't, everything went very smoothly. That's the honest truth. That is so awesome. I love when that happens. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> so I know you are no longer in the desert, so, deserts of Southern California. You have now made your way over to Arizona. How did this transition happen for you? Well, the transition included a long eight years in Northern California. Huh. So... Um, I moved, I stayed in the desert and healed myself and many others for 12 years. Very nice. I'm going to pause you right yes. here because we're going <laughs> to go off for a really quick commercial break. But when we come back, I want to hear about the rest of that journey. How does that sound? <laughs> Sounds great. Fabulous. And if you would like to uh, hook up with myself or Suzanne after the show, you can find us on Facebook. I'm Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A. R-E-N-N-E-A, and you can find uh, Susan under anja.vibe.9, A-N-J-A dot V-I-B-E dot numeric nine, and we will catch y'all on the flip side, so stay with us through the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get Amplified. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in through the break with us. This is Sophia Renea. I'm here talking with Suzanne Ross. And right before the break, I had asked her kind of what her her path, how it had spun out and led her from the deserts of California into eventually Arizona. So Suzanne, if you would be so kind to pick up that story and let us know how, how long were you in the desert of California and, and what else happened for you? <laughs> Yes, thank you for asking. And I have lost my camera for those uh, who may be watching Facebook Live. Yes, um, in the desert of Southern California, after that profound awakening experience on the mountaintop when I was merged with my higher self, I then went on to open a health and wellness center I became the director of wellness for the local uh, five-star resort, and then I opened my own fitness center, and my business just began growing and growing and growing. I had to keep opening larger wellness centers until eventually I had a 10,000-square-foot space, and it was fantastic. And, wow. Um, I had many clients. I had a, a, a classroom, and we also had a spa for... Uh, massages and healing, and it was fantastic. And so that went on for about 10 years. And then a few things happened with the economy. One of them had to do with this SDG&E crisis, which some Southern California people might remember, where the utilities shot up and became five times more than what they originally were. (laughs) And that put a lot of local businesses out of business. And then uh, 9-11 happened. Oh yes, and the combination of those things. Many of the many of my clients were wealthy retired golfers, and uh, this was their second and third home. Mm-hmm. And after nine eleven, they just walked away from their second and third homes. And this desert town where my dream came true basically rolled up and blew away. And the five star <laughs> resort where I got my first job, they put chain link fences up all around it with no trespassing signs. And as this town slowly died, I went through a dark night of the soul. And it was a very challenging time until finally I had to hit rock bottom before I was really woken up again 
But this time I was woken up in a really profound, powerful way where I, I, I saw I love that you the had light. more than one awakening because mm-hmm. so many of us think, oh, you wake up and you're done, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there are additional levels that we wake up to as we go down the road. So tell me about this. Absolutely. Yes. And so the second time that I was awakened, I had walked into a church and I saw it was like a unity church. And I saw this uh, incredible stained glass window of Mother Mary and her arms were extended and her palms were open. And I literally saw just this light pouring out of her hands And I felt such a connection. I felt this powerful, compassionate, nurturing love of the mother fill my heart. And the light was so bright. And as I walked into it, I was just consumed by that light. And I knew that once I walked into that light, that I would never turn back. And I stepped onto a Buddhist path, which became a really powerful path for me, very transformational. And they had this liberating prayer that had this practice where you would imagine golden nectar flowing in through your crown and down through the soles of your feet. And so I would walk out in nature because that's where I really had my most powerful spiritual experiences, really just being out in the creation and in touch with nature. I would feel this really profound sense of oneness with all living things and beings out in nature. And doing this practice, I would be walking as if I were a golden light body filled with nectar. (laughs) And I had no idea how powerful these practices were, but suddenly I started experiencing shifts in the reality where I could see sparkling light all around me. Ah, okay. Yes, and all of the colors would be fluorescent, and I felt as if I could telepathically communicate with the animals around me. I would come across these tall egrets uh, along the stream on my path, and I felt as if we had this connection, and they would look straight at me, and I could walk towards them, and I became aware of the holographic nature of reality. I was very tuned in with the energetic realm and how everything was fractals and how the water was liquid consciousness and how all the living things and beings were crystallized consciousness and quantum physics principles were just coming to me. I, it was the truth of, of the energetic nature of reality was being revealed to me. And I started to receive downloads where... I again could hear this other voice and this other voice would give me teachings and instructions and it was an incredibly transformational time. Yes, it sounds like it was really profoundly transformational. So I know once you've been through an experience like this, it tends to ripple out and touch all aspects of your life. So the second awakening, what shifted in your life as a result of that? I became insatiable curiosity. I became curious about 
everything. I wanted to know everything there was to know about spirituality, religion, science, quantum physics. I was on a Buddhist path, but I knew there was so much more out there to learn and to explore. I wanted to know who I was, where I came from, how I got here, where I was going. I wanted to know what I was. (laughs) What is this reality? (laughs) Right? What is this? I would look at my hands and I would look at the trees and I would look in the sky and I would just look around and say, what is this? And how has it come into being? And why is this? Why are we? Who are we? (laughs) And what is all this made of? Absolutely. What is all it for? And I love all these questions because in my experience, questions are leverage. They're lever points on which you can move the world or you can get stuck, depending on what you ask. So what kind of answers did you get to all these amazing, profound, existential questions? (laughs) Well, I started buying tons of books and I was reading volumes of information. I especially liked channeled texts. And one of the channeled series that I really enjoyed was called the Law of One series. And it was a channeled series of books. These three people in the 1980s, they came together and realized that they could channel Group Raw. And Group Raw, this fifth, sixth dimensional uh, entity, this group mind would come through them and answer the greatest mysteries of creation. And I just read and read and read. And then I also loved the Urantia book, this Mm -hmm like 3,000 page book written on rice paper and little tiny writing and an incredibly sophisticated language about very advanced concepts. But it resonated with me as the absolute truth. I call it the universal Bible. The Book of Knowledge, Keys of Enoch by J.J. Hertog. I mean, I could go on and on, but I read and I read and I read and I read and then I would close the books and I would go on these walks out in nature and I would contemplate everything that I was learning, and I would apply it. Principles like quantum physics principles around electrons and how they are waves until we perceive them, and only then do they become particles and form. And, and, and I knew for a moment, because then when you look away, <laughs> away they go again. <laughs> right. I was becoming aware that we are creators and that as we move through our reality, we are co-creating it with the universe, with other living things and beings. But through our sense of perception, through our five senses, we are literally creating the reality as we move through it. We are perceiving it as we move through it. But what we perceive is based on our expectations Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so what did you learn as I walked through expectations nature? as you were going through this? Because I know this can really bring forward places that you have um, predispositions or limited thoughts that suddenly become challenged. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of shifted for you? What showed up around that? That the reality was what I was making of it, that what expectations I had about what I was going to experience were directly affecting the reality that unfolded right before me. 
and that I was a creator being and I had this creator consciousness and it was very empowering, although it was scary too because I started to realize that my thoughts were creating me, my reality, my physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional wellness, mm -hmm. and that these thoughts were so powerful. And then I became a little bit paranoid about my every thought that would arise, knowing that it was having an impact on my very well-being, on my physical exactly. being. On my Delete, uncreate, destroy that last one, would you please, right? <laughs> Just ignore that right. one stray little thought. <laughs> Redirect. I Redirect. came up with the practice and it's in my book, Wake Up. I came up with a practice just called Redirect. And when I would have a negative thought that would arise, I would, I would observe it. I would pause for a moment to try to understand where that was coming from. And then I would redirect it to the highest thought that reflected love and compassion and kindness and understanding, and not just for others, but for myself as well. Love that. So the business world had just kind of crumbled around you. Where did you go now with this new awakening and a need for a new direction, obviously? I mean, if the town has died. <laughs> yes, I was called to Northern California where my husband and his family had a business in the desert too. And they, they were smart. They had walked away from it when they started to see the demise. But I was determined to stay and make my business work, right? Because this is yeah. where my dream had come through. And that's, <laughs> that's what led to the dark night of the soul and everything I'm falling apart. holding on. Yes. <laughs> right? And my husband literally picked me up and said, enough. You are in a dark night and I'm not going to allow this to happen to my beautiful wife. Mm. And... He took me to Northern California where he had become successful in telecom and I got a job at a beautiful health and wellness complex and that was a lifesaver because now I had a new path and a new purpose and as I began to awaken on my spiritual path, they were very open to allowing me to offer mind-body-spirit workshops. Nice. So as I was going through my own awakening, and learning all of this about spirituality, about consciousness, about, you know, thought awareness and attracting abundance and all of these principles I started to teach. And I taught these mind-body-spirit workshops that had several modules. And as I taught them, I myself learned. And my first class started out as like a six-week course, but everybody wanted to keep going. New people kept signing on. And so that became a really important part of my path as I saw that I could be a teacher and a leader and that I could positively influence people's lives beyond just offering fitness and nutrition. Yes, which is a beautiful, wonderful place to start, but there's so much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I started to... How did, you, how did you happen on to um, becoming such a, a powerful driving force in 
the area of like media and communications and these sorts of things. How did that shift from, I've got this little group of people I'm teaching in the wellness center to a much broader, more global scope? Well, interestingly enough, in 2012, I was sitting in meditation and I heard this other voice instruct me to write a series of books. And this, these books would be a 30-day evolution of consciousness. That's exactly what the voice said. You will write a book on the 30-day evolution of consciousness. And I thought, wow, 30 days, that's a lot. And someone who was helping me out at the time says, evolution of consciousness, that's pretty heavy. Like, what is consciousness anyways? Well, and, <laughs> and I, I, I thought to myself, 30 days, that's a whole lot of evolving you're going to do. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot, right? And so together, my assistant and I, we came on to, how about three 10-day books? And then it became clear that it would be one for the mind, one for the spirit, and one for the body. And it turned out to be wake up, rise up, and lighten up. And spirit instructed me that I had to do the one for the mind first, because people had to liberate their mind from limiting beliefs and sort of deal with this incarnation and maybe even past lives, Mm -hmm. dealing with balancing karma, understanding the lessons that they came here to learn, applying them to their life. There was things that had to be dealt with before we could move on to a much broader, more metaphysical, deeply spiritual book, like the second book in the series, which is Rise Up. And so I dove into writing this book trilogy, and in 2015, my first book, Wake Up, came out. And I had a big event in Pleasanton, California to launch my book. I wanted to invite other authors and speakers and spiritually inspired experts, and I did. And as a result of this event that was filmed, I started to view all this footage that I was getting from these people who had got on stage and offered such passionate presentations. And I knew I wanted to share this footage with others. And that's how the media started. I love that. I'm going to pause you right here and we will uh, follow a little bit more of your story behind the matrix when we return from the commercial break. If you would like to catch up with us on LinkedIn or Instagram, You can find me at Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A on either of those platforms. And if you have a question for our guest today, we would adore it if you would call in to 866-472-5795. And you have the break to get out and dial that little number quickly, 866-472-5795. And we will catch you all in a couple of minutes. So stay with us. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. 
the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back. Thank you for staying through the break with us. I'm here talking to... I, my mind just branked out. Suzanne. Suzanne Ross. <laughs> Suzanne Ross. <laughs> and she was telling us about how she had uh, been guided to create three books about money, body, mind, and spirit. And I know that you end up going even farther behind what I consider the scenes. I sort of think of this 3D world like almost like a theater and you've got the one view that we all see that we're all born into and then you've got this other view that happens where you begin to see the proscenium and the the framework that's behind the curtains and all of the little flatness of the set panels and this kind of thing <laughs> so how did you step from uh your second round of awakening and book writing into that more involved with the matrix aspect Yes, thanks you thank you for asking. Well, I was called to move to Sedona. And when I moved to Sedona, everything started expanding like wildfire. What did that call the goddess? Like? I, I wanna <laughs> dig into that. Yes, well, uh, in two thousand and twelve I was sitting in meditation and I heard a voice come through that said, In two thousand and fifteen, you and Scott will move to Sedona. At the time I didn't even know where Sedona was. <laughs> like- I never of it. And uh, I went to work and the next day, everybody kept, everybody was coming up to me left and right. Over the course of the next three years, I had people coming up and saying, 
you would love Sedona. You and Scott would absolutely adore Sedona. Have you ever been to Sedona? Here's my vacation photos from a Sedona. I would see Sedona t-shirts, Sedona bumper stickers. Was We're like, going to sell you on Sedona. <laughs> right? The universe was pointing at Sedona. So in 2014, my husband said he would take me to go see the Grand Canyon. And I said, on the way, can we go through this town called Sedona? And he said, Absolutely. So we came through Oak Creek Canyon. And as soon as I saw these magnificent red rock temples, I started to weep. I mean, we were breathless and speechless. And I just looked at him and said, we need to figure out a way to move here. And he said, well, I'm in telecom in the Silicon Valley. I really don't see moving to Sedona. But one thing led to the next. And in 2015, Scott and I moved to Sedona, just like the voice said I would. And it's so funny because I showed my husband my vision board and he was shocked because truly the voice had come through three years earlier. But when I moved to um, Sedona, I had been posting all of these videos that I had been creating back in Northern California that featured the speakers and the authors and the experts uh, from my event. Soon, I had I was having people come from all different walks of wellness and spirituality coming to my house because I had set up a TV studio in my master bedroom with the green screen <laughs> and tools and a little table between us with flowers on it and my tripod and my camera and we were creating little episodes for what I don't know and then one of my friends Susie Garcia said have you ever heard of Voice America TV and I said well no I've heard of Voice America radio and she said well they're developing a television network and I said no kidding and so when I moved to Sedona uh, Rebecca Hall had reached out to me And she said, uh, I am starting a channel, the Empowerment Channel on Voice America TV, and how would you like to have a show? And so I said, you know what? That sounds like a really fun idea, very creative opportunity to feature all of these videos that I've been producing I got really well-versed on video editing software. I created a show called Lighten Up TV, Discussions with Global Thought Leaders. I went on Rebecca Hall's channel, the Empowerment Channel on Voice America TV, and uh, she ended up having the number one channel, and uh, my show became very popular, and for two years running, I had a weekly show on Voice America TV. Very nice. (laughs) Love that. So, how did you know that it was time for that show to wrap up? How did you, how did that transition happen for you? I started to go out into the Red Rocks with uh, my sacred sister uh, named Shakina Rose. When I met Shakina Rose here in Sedona, we felt immediately connected. And she had already been here for a few years, and she said that If we met up once a week, she would take me into these really beautiful, powerful, spiritual portals and vortexes and just sacred sites in the Red Rocks of Sedona. And I was, I felt so honored and privileged to have a tour guide once a week taking me into these places. 
And then I started to bring my camera with me and it came, it became clear to both of us that we were going to create a television series called Supernatural Sedona. It just came through in a telepathic meditation. We were sitting on the red rocks and she yelled out, Supernatural Sedona. (laughs) (laughs) And so we dove in and we started creating the most incredible footage. Doing the weekly show for Voice America TV was very time consuming because it involved a lot of reaching out to find people to interview and then of course interviewing them and doing all of the editing and then marketing the show and uh, I knew that if I was going to do anything else that I was going to have to wrap that up. Yeah. And so I did and I dedicated my time and energy to creating Supernatural Sedona which then became Supernatural Adventures around the globe and into the cosmos beyond Sedona. It all grows. (laughs) Now, you mentioned the rest of the cosmos. Um, Have you had at this point any contact with extraterrestrials or anything like that? Thank you for asking, Zofia. My father had an abduction experience at the age of 18. It was actually a missing time experience because I don't really like the word abduction. After him and his buddies realized that they had lost four hours of time after driving down a dirt road and seeing this bright white light following them. My father woke up the next day and he had a triangular shaped metallic object in his wrist. Hmm. And while we were, when we were growing up, he called it his alien chip. When we were old enough not to be frightened by his story. He shared his story with us. And it was very fascinating how he had this experience of missing time. And shortly after that, he was recruited by NCR and became a leader on the front lines of the computer technology. This Mm -hmm. was back in the late 50s, early 60s. He was then called to move to Mount Shasta, where I was born. And in Mount Shasta, as a little kid playing in the forest, I communicated with spirit beings. I clearly saw fairies in the trees, trolls down by the trees. I had vivid psychic awareness of other dimensional realms, interdimensional realms. I talked to these invisible children so much that my parents built a dollhouse out back because I would never shut up. (laughs) Always talking to all my invisible friends. Of course, that faded out as I become, uh, as I became a uh, child, you know, seven or eight years old. And then as I grew into a young adult, my ego took over. And it wasn't until about the age of 29 that I started to re-experience this ability to tap into interdimensional realms and started having paranormal experiences again. As a kid, Sophia, I clearly remember that in the night, I would have these three energetic beings. They would come down the hall. They would come into my room, stand on either side of my bed and one at the end, and they would do some sort of energetic process on me. I knew that these were my family members and that whatever they were doing was loving. Mm -hmm. I looked forward to them coming. But again, like I said, when I turned about seven or eight, 
that no longer happened. But then it started to happen again when I turned 29. And I specifically remember my age because this is right before I had the divine intervention on the mountaintop that we started out this conversation with. (laughs) And Well, we're kind of wrapping down to the end here. And I want you to talk a little bit about the the event you have coming up in Sedona because it, it weaves the whole matrix thing into, into where we're at. <laughs> yes. Well, since moving to Sedona, I have had my own missing time experiences and direct contact with extraterrestrials. And also my psychic awareness has expanded greatly. I have become aware that we are living in a matrix and that it is time for many of us to transcend that matrix. I started having events, Sophia, shortly after moving to Sedona, retreats and conferences. Mm -hmm. I've had now, this is my eighth conference. We have world-renowned authors, speakers, spiritual practitioners, musicians, It's going to be a fantastic event. It also includes a UFO vortex tour, a sunrise meditation on the Red Rocks. We're having a meet and greet party. And on Monday after the event, global alchemist and intuitive astrologer Laura Eisenhower is going to lead a spiritual journey in the Red Rocks. Nice. So these events actually go for four days, even though the conference is only two. On Friday, we have workshops kundalini yoga, energetic healing, angel workshops. Then we have, of course, a fully packed two-day conference. And that does include the UFO tour and the sunrise meditation and the meet and greet party. But then, you know, Monday with the spiritual journey in the powerful vortexes of Sedona. And you can check that out by going to transcendence.rocks. Transcendence.rocks. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I finally found a use for that domain that Enom suggests every time I go out there looking for a domain, domain name. It's something.rocks. It's like, I have no use for that. Now I know. If I'm ever having an event in Sedona, that's the way to go. Right? Like rocks has a double entendre there. It does, doesn't it? I love that. And uh, I think you mentioned that uh, listeners can get a discount on that event if they uh, use uh, Slash Zofia someplace. Absolutely. So when you go to the uh, website, you choose your ticket option, click Add to Cart. It'll take you to a page, Proceed to Checkout. On that page, you'll be asked for a coupon code. Ah. Enter the coupon code ZOFIA, and you will get a 25% discount. And that's spelled Z-O-F-I-A. Otherwise, it'll come back and go, your coupon's not valid. (laughs) 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 That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love it. So... Give the URL again for people who have scrambled for their pens and went, oh, oh, no, I just missed it. Transcendence, that's T-R-A-N-S-C-E-N-D-E-N-C-E dot rocks. Beautiful. And use the coupon code Sophia in your cart to get that discount. Love that. So we've got just a couple minutes left in the broadcast. Well, 
maybe 60 seconds. So what, what parting tips or words would you have for the people out there to help them on their own spiritual enlightenment path? Self-love and self-care and service to others are critical on your path of awakening. Sit in meditation, go into stillness. On my website, SuzanneRossWellness.com, I offer meditations and activations, and you can download those for just $4.44. Go into meditation, and with these guided meditations, you will experience an energetic awakening and an experience to enter into a bliss state. Bless you on your journey, my friends. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Suzanne. I really enjoyed our conversation. I did too. Thank you so much for having me, Sophia. Beautiful. Thank you, everyone else out there in listener land who joined us today. We appreciate you. You are the reason that we are here and the reason I come back and do this every week. Um, I love you and I only seek to help and serve you. So I thank you. Thank you, everyone. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 